phone, please go ahead and do that. Okay, God's word is coming to us powerful. Praise God. Okay, let's turn our Bibles to Revelations and chapter 12. We have been looking at the subject of dealing with satanic accusations. We started this uh, uh, two meetings ago. Okay, so today is the third uh, in the series. We said last week, Wednesday, had some time on Sunday. Amen. <laughs> And I'm just going to take some time to go over some of the things that we learned on Sunday, amen, with a view to reminding us and also uh, making some things clearer to some of us that may have one or two uh, questions in our minds regarding some of the things that we have taught. Revelations chapter 12, uh, in, that's, our, that's been our text. From verse 9, it says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, who deceives the whole world, was cast out into the earth. His angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying, In heaven now is come salvation, strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we have been looking at it. We've seen that the devil is a deceiver. His primary weapon is a weapon of deceit. We see him use that uh, in the Garden of Eden. The Bible says that the man was not, Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived. And so we see that for the believer, so in all that he does, his goal is to take you out of the way by deceiving you. And uh, in his deceit, the purpose of is to change your mindset, is to change your mind, is to change my mind and turn us away from the truth. Praise the Lord. And the Bible tells us that he is the accuser of the brethren. The one who is, the word accuser means the one who is opposing, or who is an opponent, okay, who opposes you. Okay, so he, he opposes you, and we have said that he uses verbal assaults. Okay, his accusations are words, verbal assaults that he uses to bombard us every time so that we can change our mind or we can derail in our thought patterns uh, as regards uh, who we are and uh, our inheritance in Christ Jesus. So we have said a few things uh, that, and the reason why we have gone the way we have gone, uh, the reason why I've gone the way I've gone in this teaching is to let us know, praise God, some certain truths about uh, ourselves and about the salvation that we have received, okay? So, if the devil is going to accuse, he will not just bring anything frivolous, he will bring what is legal. I said that on Sunday, okay? His accusation will be something that is legal based on something that has been written, however distorted, praise the Lord, based on an existent law, Okay, however, it can be twisted, and that is what he does. And so the believer can fall if he does not understand certain truths, the truths about who he is, the truths about what his salvation entails, the truths about what God has done in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And we saw in John chapter 5, verse 45, 
Jesus said uh, he is not the one that will accuse us to the Father, that he will not oppose us. Hallelujah. He will never do it. Amen. However, he says there is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. And when the word Bible, when Jesus said Moses, he referred to the Lord. So you find out that the devil's accusation stems from the law. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to share with us, if you can get there today, you know, hopefully, on how he goes about that. But let me also remind us, amen, that so we said on Sunday that the person who is the judge is not the opposer. God is the one that we sin against, okay? Man gets into a position of receiving accusations, accepting accusations when he feels or he has been convinced that he has done wrong, okay? Even if it's the truth that he has done wrong, how he handles it will determine whether the accuser has succeeded in his accusations or not. Hallelujah. Now, so we now therefore need to find out, and that's what we'll be trying to do, to find out what is actually God's disposition towards sin. If, if, the, if, if sin is the leeway that the devil can use to accuse us, Amen. To, to stop us from, from, from having from getting answered prayers, there's anything like that. Amen. Answers to our prayers. Okay, you find out that sometimes you want to pray. A believer wants to pray, and he's not sure whether his prayers will be answered or not. Or some certain things happen to him or her, and he or she begins to wonder. Okay, maybe it's as a this what I, what has happened to me is as a result of some of the wrongs that I had engaged in, you know, before. That okay, this what is playing out is 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 the consequence of my sins. God is punishing me. You see, some believers, you know, who say that well, you know, God. Well, really dealt with them. You know, we hear things like that. You know, God really, really dealt with us. You know, when some of those negative things are just in that, oh man, God is really dealing with me. You know, you know, and so I better fall in line. You know, does God really deal with us with evil? James already tells us uh, that God does not offer, is not, it does not offer evil. No evil can be found in him. Hallelujah. And as a judge, we need to understand. He says that there is therefore now no condemnation. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to you, which means that God is not in the condemnation business. Hallelujah. He has actually to condemn there means uh, to, to pass a sentence or a judgment over an error, over uh, a scene, that over a charge that has been laid on you. Amen. Now, but what has God chosen to do? Does God still lay a charge on his elect? Will God still punish sin? Punish us for sin? What, the, now, uh, 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 what, what is God's disposition towards it? Now, we also we now saw last on Sunday that this is God's disposition. God's disposition towards sin is that he forgives sin. In fact, in Christ Jesus, he has already forgiven. Hallelujah. And take note, let's look at a few scriptures. Ephesians and chapter 4. 
Ephesians chapter 4. Oh, glory, glory, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 32. Ephesians 4, verse 32. It says, we should be kind to one another. We should be tender-hearted. Forgive one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven has forgiven you. He says he has forgiven you. And we saw that redemption by the blood, according to Colossians chapter 1 verse 14, is the forgiveness of sins. So do we have redemption by the blood? Amen. Yes, we have redemption by the blood. And what does that mean? It means the forgiveness of sins. Praise God. Hallelujah. So in the New Testament, I mean, in, the, in, in, in redemption, God forgave us in Christ. God forgave us not because we, we asked him to forgive us. Did you see that? God forgave us not because we asked him to forgive us. God forgave us in Christ as a part of the finished work of Christ. That is the inheritance that we have. And I made a statement on Sunday that it means that we do not ask for forgiveness. What we do is we receive forgiveness. So when a person comes to Christ, hallelujah, amen, his sins have been remitted. Remember my drama of Sunday that his dream, I mean, his, his sins have been taken away. They've been taken away from him. So it's no longer, God is, as far as God is concerned, God is no longer associating them with him. He has already forgiven. Look at Acts chapter 20, Acts 26. In Acts of the Apostle chapter 26, Paul was given uh, uh, a, a say to Agrippa, his, uh, his ministry mandate, when he was commissioned into ministry. I said, this was, this was what the Lord Jesus Give to him, said to him. He said in verse 16, Jesus said, Rise and stand up on your feet. I have appeared unto thee for this purpose to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will appear unto thee, delivering you from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send you. Now look at verse 18. What have I sent you to do? To open their eyes. That is to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. Now, when he turns them from the power of Satan to God, this is what they'll be able to do. Next, he says that they may receive forgiveness of sins. Did you see that? He didn't say that they may be able to ask God to forgive them. No. He says that they may receive the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. So the believer receives a salvation, and the salvation experience will receive the forgiveness of sins. Amen. And how, for how many times does God forgive? He has forgiven us once in Christ. In fact, Romans chapter 5. Look at what Romans chapter 5 tells us. Romans chapter 5 says in verse 8 that God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners. The word sinners there means rebellious people. He said in that while we were yet sinners or rebellious people, while we were still rebels, he said Christ died for us. So the death of Christ was the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Look at, look at verse, uh, 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 verse 10. It says, for even when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Now that word reconcile is a very interesting word we should understand. Okay? Yeah, yeah, reconciliation can, can be in two phases. This, 
there's there's one kind of reconciliation between two warring parties, okay, where the two of them come together, okay, and they do whatever they need to do to reconcile, okay, to okay, two enemies. Now, that is not the kind of reconciliation the Bible is talking about here. This kind of reconciliation is is another is another kind of the second kind of reconciliation where the person that is offended, remember, God was not never our enemy. Amen. The Bible says that we were enemies in our minds. Hallelujah. We are enemies in our minds. If we are God's enemies in our minds. So that's 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 in Colossians chapter one. So we are God's enemies in our minds. Now, God decided to come instead of his well, he's the one that was wronged. Amen. But he's the one that now comes and reconciles that initiates the reconciliation, does everything, and now says, okay, you my enemy, you are no longer my enemy. I am now justifying you. I am now declaring you righteous. Okay, I, whatever you may have done, I have <laughs> I've done away with it. I have handled it. It will no longer be a, 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 a barrier or a hindrance between you and I any longer. Hallelujah. So that is the kind of reconciliation that God did. We were not the ones that came to him. He was the one that came to us in the death of his son. Hallelujah. So these are, so the righteousness that he gives to you is on the basis of what he chose. He chose to give to us as a gift. Romans chapter 5 verse 17 calls it the gift of righteousness. The very first person that was mentioned as righteous in the Bible, Abel. Abel came up on the platform of the blood of blood. Amen. Hallelujah. Not on the platform of his conduct, not on the platform of his good deeds, not on the platform of his good behavior. Should you have a good behavior? Yes. Hallelujah. Should, 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 you, should you act right? Should you live right as a Christian? Yes. That is your nature as a believer, as a child of God, representing your father well. But before our father, he declares us righteous. Hallelujah. So who can lay a charge against us? Uh, the one who has declared who justifiably should, uh, I mean, justifiably qualifies to lay a charge against you and I as the one that has said, I now justify you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he's now saying that the sin is no longer a barrier between you and I. I am now reconciling you to me. <clears throat> Remember that scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 5 is what looking at again. Second, Second Corinthians chapter 5. Amen. So when he forgave us, he forgave us in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He forgave us in Christ Jesus. He forgave us not because we now say, Father, forgive me. No, that was not when he forgave us. He forgave us in Christ. He said he reconciled us unto himself through the death of his son. Second Corinthians chapter 5 in verse 19. It says, for to wait to know that God was in Christ reconciling the world. He didn't say reconciling the church. He didn't say reconciling the Christian. He said reconciling the world. First John chapter 2 verse 2 says, Jesus is our advocate. We have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ is righteous, for he is the propitiation or the atonement or the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. The sins of the whole world. The sins of the whole world. The sins of the whole world, the whole world as it is. Hallelujah. That is the good news. So he has already forgiven. Amen. He has already forgiven. He has already for, We already, he has already, all the forgiving that God is going to do, amen, he has already done in his son. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
So when the devil comes and starts to tell you that, oh, God has not forgiven you because of that thing that you did. Oh, God has not forgiven that, 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 that wrong deed. God has not forgiven that misconduct. <laughs> you say, no, no. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, I said to us that 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 is the confession not of our sins, but the confession of what he has done. Hallelujah. So when, if any man sins, he, he, should, he, he should not only feel sorrowful, but staying in the place of sorrow will be staying in the place of condemnation, which is the arena of the devil. It causes a Christian to lose confidence. Hallelujah. But when we sin, he said that we have an advocate. He said that you should remember you have an advocate with the Father. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, the righteous. That is what you confess. You confess the lordship of Jesus over you. You confess that sin does not have dominion over you. You confess that Jesus has, you have received the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So what does that do? That empowers your spirit, amen, to fight and strive against sin. Amen. It doesn't make you to live frivolously. It doesn't make the Christian to live any other. Oh, okay. Well, after all, he has forgiven me. Okay, so I can just whatever. No, that is an act of irresponsibility. That is not living true to your nature on the inside of you. But when you confess the lordship of Jesus and you confess your dominion over Satan, when you confess that Jesus Christ he is faithful and just, Satan, shut up your mouth there. Oh, <laughs> this is between myself and my father. He is faithful and he's just to forgive my sin. Yeah, he forgave me in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. So I am not held bound by sin any longer. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you seen people who, who, who end up in depression? You know, because of wrongs that they have done, you know, that begins to weigh them down. It weighs them down so much Amen. And uh, before you know it, they, 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 they get into depression, uh, you know, into all kinds of mind. Uh, their minds are just bound by the devil. The devil just tosses them here and there. Hallelujah. But, so, but when we are aware of what God has done for us in Christ Jesus, uh, having forgiven us, look at the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 9, I've got to show you this. Glory to God. Amen. Your sins have been forgiven. Amen. He took them away. The remission of sin. Look at it. Hebrews chapter 9 in verse 22. Hebrews 9 verse 22. Talking about uh, 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 what the blood of Jesus has done. He says, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Is that has blood been shed? Oh, yes. Hallelujah. So do we have the remission of sins? Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Remember, what is remission of sin? Take it, taking away of sins. He took care of it. So the devil cannot come and accuse us. Hallelujah, because it's been dealt with. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's been dealt with. Let's look, look. Remember the story of the prodigal son. Yeah, the prodigal son. The, the prodigal son came, you know, he said, oh, after he came to himself, the Bible says that, oh, that he, 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 he came to himself and he said, oh, I will arise and go to my father. And I will say unto my father, Oh, Father, oh, I have uh, 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 sinned against heaven and I have sinned against you. I'm not worthy. Oh, I'm going to, I'm coming to confess my sins. I am not worthy oh, to be called your son any longer. Just make me one of your higher servants. And the Bible tells us that when the son, as the son approached the father's house, the father saw him from afar and ran to him, okay, and, uh, you know, just, just hugged him and began to kiss him, you know. And 
as the son was about to start saying all the vibes that you know that he had that he had that he had uh, uh, committed to memory, the father did not even pay any attention to it. The father did not wait for him to say, hey, "Oh yeah, start confessing what you have done." Say you have snap. When I used to tell, when I told you that you shouldn't go, he said you will go. You will. okay? Start. Oh yeah. If you don't confess now, I will not show that your lack of confession shows that you are not remorseful. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did he do? He, he restored him. He told you, no, shut up your mouth. You are not, you are not saying that you are not a son. You are still my son. Hallelujah. Remember that story, you know, in Luke chapter 7, that woman that came to wash Jesus' feet, you know, with the alabaster box and her hair. She didn't even ask for forgiveness. Jesus said, your sins are forgiven you. Can you see that? So that's what he does. He has given it to us. And in Christ Jesus, he has already done that. Amen. So what does he want us to do when it, as, we, as it relates to sin? He wants us to keep reminding ourselves that even when, when we when we when we make errors of sin, we fall into sin, he has already made a provision for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke, Hebrews chapter 10, look at verse 14. He said, For by one offering has he perfected, oh glory to God, forever them that are sanctified. By one offering has he perfected forever. Them that are sanctified by one offering has it perfected forever? Question Hallelujah. You know, we sing that song, that's that song that we are perfecting you. <laughs> we are, what is the perfection? The perfectioner is in Christ, it's not perfection of conduct. No, 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 it's perfection in Christ, which is a gift that He gave to us. In other words, God is saying that because that you have been made perfect in him. He's the one that chose you so. Praise the Lord. Hebrew. Uh, uh, what is it now? Now, Jude, verse 24. In Jude, verse 24, he says, Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. He's able to keep you from falling away. He's able to keep you from falling away. I said, oh, you know, if I just, I should just make sure I keep praying. Thank God, oh, for those beautiful habits that Sister IJ shared with us today at, at start your day right with the Lord. Those are things that we should, that we should consider. Those are ways we should consistently live. However, the Bible says uh, it is not those things that keep us. It is him that keeps us. He said, he said he's the one that is able to keep you from falling and to present you. Hallelujah. Bible is able to present you faultless. He has present, he's able to present you faultless. He's the one that is presenting you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Ooh, glory to God. He's the one presenting you. You are not the one presenting yourself faultless. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. He's the one that is able to keep us. First Peter chapter 1 verse 5 says that God is able to keep us. Hallelujah. He's able to keep us. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. We're talking about our inheritance in Christ. He said in verse 3, he has blessed us with, with, uh, 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 with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be what? Holy. He chose you. Holy. He chose you to be without blame before him. Hallelujah. So he chose, now, not before men, but before him. Hallelujah. Does it mean that you 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 will not you will not make error of error of sin? No, but he said he has chosen, he has he has chosen you to be without blame before him. You may be with blame before men, but before him, he said he has chosen you to be blameless before him in love. Sorry for the breaking transmission. Okay, so well, uh, 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 
I was referring to that, that, that lady. She was brought to Jesus. And Jesus said, where are your accusers? Said, oh, they have all left. Said, neither do I condemn you. Now, was, was Jesus qualified to condemn her? Yes, Jesus was qualified to condemn her. But God does not condemn. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Look at the story. Look at the, uh, uh, what was said about John. John chapter 3, rather. See what Jesus said about himself. Glory to God. Amen. He said, uh, he said in John chapter uh, 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 3, verse 16, he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. God did not send his son. Jesus, this is straight out from the lips of Jesus. He said, God did not send his son into the world to condemn, that is to pass judgment and punishment, to punish the world. Oh, glory to God. But that the world through him might be saved. So right now, God is not punishing Ukraine. God is not punishing Syria. God is not punishing anyone, you know, just, you know, all those hurricanes. God is not using it to punish anybody. God is not punishing. God is not sending any condemnation. He's not sending any judgments to anyone. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Praise God. Don't let the devil accuse you and frustrate your mind and say, oh, God is sending, you know, the reason why, you know, the black race is like this is because a lot of blood oh, has been spilled on the, on the uh, you know, on the black soil. Oh, a lot of evil has been done. Oh, the, 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 our forefathers, oh, they committed all kinds of atrocities. Oh, they served, they served, they served the devil. They served, you know, they did all kinds of, you know, murders and things like that. You know, that's the reason why, maybe that's the reason why things are the way they are. Oh, maybe in, in, in my hometown, nothing is coming in my family. Maybe someone says, oh, you need to come for one deliverance, uh, family deliverance. Uh, oh, let us go to our, to, 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 to our family, our father's house, and let's go and conduct family deliverance there. Oh, I cast out all the evil and begin to ask God, oh, if my people who are called by the name, oh, they shall humble and pray, and I will heal their land. And all. <laughs> no, that scripture is not New Testamental. Praise God. Hallelujah. God did not send his son to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Look at the next verse. He said, he that believes on him is not condemned. Did you see that? He that believes on him is not condemned, which means that there is condemnation, there is punishment, there is judgment, but anyone that believes on him does not is not condemned. For he that does not believe is condemned already, which that there is a sentence that has already been passed. Why? Not because he sinned or did anything, because he did, he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Hallelujah. He has not believed. He hasn't believed. He hasn't believed. God, I mean, his act of not believing, believing has brought him into condemnation. Right now, God is not condemning anyone. Rather, is what is reconciling us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the judgment of man will be outside of time. Right now, he's calling everyone to repentance, to a change of heart, to believe the gospel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there is a wrath to come. That wrath is outside of time. And that wrath, oh, 
am I not? I, I hope I'm not jumping myself now. You know, uh, but let me just let, let, let me just say, you know, sometimes people say, Oh, it's the wrath of God, yes, uh, that is upon him. Uh, oh, it is the wrath of God that is coming upon that is coming upon that family. It is the wrath of God that uh, oh, that is coming upon those children. Oh, uh, this the, the sins of the fathers. Oh, they are already caught up with the children to the third and the fourth and the fifth, whatever generation. No, 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 no. Look at it. The Bible tells us in Second First uh, uh, Thessalonians. Let's let's check First Thessalonians and chapter one. No, Second Thessalonians chapter one. Let's see verse seven. It says, "And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with His mighty angels in flaming fire." Taking vengeance of them that do not know God, that is, those that do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord. So, now, what is the punishment? The punishment is that they are going; to, they will no longer have access to the presence of the Lord any longer. That's the punishment. Okay, so, and from the glory of His power when he shall come to be glorified in his saints. So the saints are those that have escaped from the wrath of God. Oh, hallelujah. The wrath to come. The, and that wrath is not in time now. No, no. It is outside of time. Hallelujah. It is outside of time. That wrath is outside of time. So there is no wrath of God upon anyone anywhere right now. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. There is no, God is not, is not sending any wrath to anybody. No, no, no. God, rather, in Christ Jesus, is, has reconciled the whole world unto himself. And he has given us the message to go share that God is not... You know, there's no wrath from God any longer. God is not angry with men any longer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 The blood of Jesus is the evidence that our sins, the sins of the whole world have been taken away. Hallelujah. So when the devil comes at you, and I'll, I, 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 I'll, okay, I'll briefly share with you some of the things, how he comes, you know, and then I'll continue on that on Sunday. When the devil comes at you, you failed. Yeah. You didn't do well. Oh, you lied. You cheated. Should you do that? No. Are we encouraging you to do that? No. But when you do, remember First John chapter 2, he says, verse 1, he said, my little children, I am writing it these things to you so that you will not sin. But if, if you sin, so he's made a provision. Hallelujah. Don't allow the devil to condemn you. Don't allow him. Look at the story of one man. His work is, you know, is going to be tried. You know. Every man's work is going to be tried in verse 14. Uh, if any man's work abides, either he which he has, which he has thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burnt, he shall suffer loss, but himself shall be saved, yes, so by fire. Question. Paul says, yes, can't you see that? That is not talking about salvation. That is talking about the reward of the Christian at the end of time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said that your work is going to be tried. But he said that you are going to be saved. So hey, this work, this reward is not salvation. Salvation is not a reward for something you have done. Salvation is a free gift. And that is what qualifies you to be a citizen of heaven. Yeah, that's what qualifies you. Hallelujah. So you are, don't, 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 you are never allow the devil to, 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 to build that thought in you that, okay, maybe you are going through the wrath of God. No. 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 The blood of Jesus has saved us from the wrath to come. Yeah. 
He saved us. He saved us. He saved us. But rather, what is God doing now? Having reconciled us, it starts to shape and mold us. Now, let me say this. I know uh, those of us who are old Christians here, we hear things about oh, brokenness. We've heard a lot of sermons in those days, you know, about brokenness. You have to be broken. If you don't, if you are not broken, God will break you. <laughs> God, if you are not, if you are not broken, God will break you. The chastisement of the Lord. How does the Lord chastise you? You know, God does not use evil. To, he doesn't use evil. He uses his word. Hallelujah. He builds us. He said, we are being built up. Amen. We are being built up by the word of God. It's the word of God and the spirit of God walking on the other world that builds us up. It is not a evil that God uses to build us. Praise God. When you stay in God's word, you will be broken. You cannot understand the grace of God and attribute anything to yourself. No, you can't. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't. You can't. You can't. So brokenness is submission to God's word. Pure and simple. Hallelujah. You don't have to experience hardship before you submit to God's word. When you sit in God's word, the Bible says, as obedient children. The Bible calls us obedient children. So God does not have to use evil to, to school us. The Bible says that it was the Lord that was uh, uh, that, that served as our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. And now that we have been brought to Christ, uh, amen. Uh, glory to God and uh, the fruit of the Spirit is on the inside of us. He said, anything outside of this, there is no law. He said, against this, there is no law. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So don't stay in the place of condemnation. That is where the devil wants you to be. The accuser, the Bible tells us that the devil is our accuser. And he will, he, he, don't, don't, let, don't let him, don't let him rubbish your moods. Praise God. Don't let him do that. Don't let him do that. Don't let him do that. How will the devil come up with his accusations? Let me get to answer that. I will see more of, of, of that on Sunday. How? Does the devil accuse us? Write this down. His accusations come in the form of words. His accusations come in the form of words. Words that seek to prove that you are guilty. Words that prove to, to that, that seek to prove that you are guilty. Words that that try to paint the picture to you that whatever punishment you are going through, right, is justified. <laughs> Words that try to, you know, justified, you know, where maybe you prayed and you are not seeing, you know, you have not seen answers, you know, and it begins to bring accusations, you know, to 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 prove to you to justify why your prayers have not been answered. Words that try to prove to you that whatever is happening to you is because of the sins that you have committed. And you know, those words, many, they usually will come through men. In fact, they can come from the pulpits. <laughs> I remember many years ago on campus. Well, all of a sudden, we started hearing tomato Christian, tomato Christian, tomato. And then one other, there was one other phrase like that, where a man of God, a man of God came to a fellowship, and he said, well, anytime that man of God comes to the fellowship, if you don't cry, then you are, you are stony-hearted. <laughs> you know, people will cry, feeling bad, you know, you know, asking themselves whether have we really a am I am I still a Christian? Am I still in the race? Am I still rapturable? You know, you know, some of those statements oh remain rapturable. What does it mean? What does that mean? <laughs> Hallelujah, remain rapturable. As if as if you are the one that is going to keep yourself right to, to, for, to rapture. He says he's able to keep us from falling. Not you. He's not asking you to keep yourself. He said he said he's able to keep us from falling. He said, the ones that my father has given to me, he said, they are, they, 
my father has given them to me. He said, no man can pluck them or take them away. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. He's, he said, my father is able to keep them. 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 So, you know, in, in that meeting, you just, you know, people are just crying. People are just people crying. You're feeling so sober, feeling so sorry for themselves. That is where the devil wants you to get to. That there'll be no boldness. Your boldness will not be based on your good conduct. No. Hallelujah. Listen. In Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10, verse uh, 11, he said, For I will be merciful. Verse 10, I will be merciful unto their unrighteousness, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. So, which means that if he says, I will remember them no more, it means whatever consequences or, or judgments that should have come as a result of those things, God will therefore act without those judgments. Hallelujah. If he says he will remember them no more, and then he still places those judgments upon us, then it means that he's remembering them. <laughs> but he says he remembers them no more. Hallelujah. So who am I to start remembering them? Stop remembering them. Stop reminding God. He doesn't want to remember. He won't even remember in the first place. The devil, when he brings those pictures at you, you tell him, you say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, those things have been dead, buried, carried away by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus became the escape good for me, so I have escaped. Hallelujah. I've escaped from that condemnation. There's definitely no condemnation unto me, so you can't pin that on me any longer. Oh, there is no wrath from God over that. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The righteous the righteous is as bold as a lion. I have obtained mercy. I have received forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Yeah. So he comes. He uses those words. And those words, they will come through men. They will come from the pulpit. They will come from some messages that you will hear. You know, you, they will come from, from, from accusations of men. They will come from, you know, uh, 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 stories uh, which the Bible calls genealogies and fables, fabu, fables of men. Praise God. Fables. Where the devil will, will bring the law. Oh, on Sunday I'll show you something about the law. How we should view the law. Yeah. yeah so that the devil will not be able to use it uh, to accuse us uh, before the Father any longer. Even your words. You can your the devil can use your words to accuse you, to send verbal assaults and bombard your mind so much so you can't pray. You know, I remember <laughs> many years ago in my in my in my in my early teenage years, when uh, not too long after I became a Christian. Do you know, I I did something. I think was I stole was I did not. But that before the time I stole, I stole from my father or something. You know, I did something really, really bad. You know, I said, and I felt so bad about it. You know, so in repenting, I cried. I just said, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. And I kept on crying and kept on crying and kept on crying. Some of you, some of you, it's not crying, you'll be crying, you'll be worrying. You'll be feeling down. You'll be feeling depressed. I cried and cried. I must have cried for close about two hours. <laughs> what was I doing? I was trying to repent before God. No. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He has already forgiven me. He has. So that's what I bounce on that spring. Glory to God. Sin does not have dominion over me. Romans chapter 6, verse 14. For I am not under the law. I am now under grace. That Christ has become my salvation. Christ has become my sanctification. So I can walk and live a sanctified life. Because Christ has become my sanctification. He empowers me daily to live above sin. Oh, you this impatience, I conquer you. You this anger, you don't lord it over me. You are speaking from the position of someone whose sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. That's how you handle it. 
The accuser will not tell you. You know, he, 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 he distorts the word of God. Glory to God. So he won't tell you the truth. He will distort the truth. He will distort the Lord. Don't allow him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me stop here today. So excited <laughs> sharing God's word with you today. I hope you have learned one or two things. Glory to God. And, and I believe that your life is not going to remain the same. We shall have confidence, more and more confidence towards our Father to walk with Him because He has forgiven us of our sins. And the devil has no right, has no local standing whatsoever to look to accuse us. Whenever he bombards you with those things, oh, come on, go back to God's word. Hallelujah. And tell him, show him that Christ has forgiven you. God has forgiven you in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And he has empowered you as his child. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, for when he said, oh, that the one, oh, that the devil has been defeated, he meant every inch of that statement. Oh, that the one who he has been defeated, oh, through and through, and the one who is the defeated one can no longer lord it over you. The one who is the defeated one, oh, can no longer, oh, can no longer rule in your mind. And so do not let him, so do not let him, so do not let him, let him know this is a business between the father and his family. Oh, this is a family matter, and so he has no right uh, to put his mouth. Uh, and so you declare, oh, I am free in Christ Jesus. Uh, I enjoy the liberty that I have in him. Uh, I will no longer uh, oh, be entangled uh, by the yoke uh, of bondage uh, any longer. Uh, I'm free indeed. Uh, for Christ has set me free, uh, oh, to live in the nature of my father. Oh, Christ has set me free, and I am walking in boldness. Uh, I'm walking in boldness uh, because I have obtained mercy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you have obtained mercy. Praise God. You have obtained mercy. Thank you, Father. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for your word tonight. We submit to it. It is broken. It is breaking and shattering every ignorance and burdens upon the people of God that they do not need to carry. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God.